0: Welcome to the Spring Boot Learning Podcast, the channel where you learn about Spring Boot and have fun doing it. And now for your host. He's a developer on the Spring Team, a coffee-loving code wrangler, and the biggest Doctor Strange fan you'll ever meet, Greg Turnquist. In today's episode, we're going to talk about what it means to be a remote Spring Engineer. It's coming up. What are the challenges that comes with being a remote engineer? What do you need to do to succeed at being a remote engineer? We're going to cover all of that, starting with the fact that to be a remote engineer requires discipline. Now, maybe you were already expecting that. Probably the moment you clicked on to to listen or watch this video, you were saying, okay, we're going to talk about discipline. But what does that mean? What does it really mean to put that into words? It means you need to get up consistently and get to your desk. You need to go to your space that you've carved out and get to work. Now, I've talked about that in previous episodes and videos about the fact that you really need to carve out your own space that's dedicated to doing your coding effort. You need to have a consistent location and not just slouch around on the couch in the living room. The first step to being a remote engineer is having a space carved out. That's just your your first obstacle to having discipline. But the real key is you then need to go to that space and start writing the code. You know, there, there's this idea of out there that people are always asking, well, how do I get motivation to do something? How am I motivated? to do this job, to be a remote developer? What if I wake up and I don't feel the motivation? If we're talking about being on a team where you're getting paid to do this, there's a certain transition from I'm motivated to I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make a decision not totally based on my feelings. Now, it's one thing to say, I'm not feeling good today. I'm, I'm feeling sick, like I have a cold or the flu or something like that, and so I don't feel up to it. That's one thing, but to just say, I don't feel the motivation to write code. Part of the part of the nature of discipline is is you need to go, you need to put your fingers on the keys. You need to warm up and go check your morning work email. Go check the you know what are the what are the apps that you work on? Has anybody made any commits since you, you know, were last there? Go review things, get warmed up, get into the groove of doing the development work. There's days where you're not gonna feel the motivation, but you need to do it anyway. This isn't per se the the same amount of hustle culture that we're talking about of, you know, you've put in 40 hours and so go put in another 40. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about if you're gonna work a remote position and you're gonna do this nine to five, you know, essentially 40 hours of work a week, there's a certain element of, I'm gonna sit down and I need to focus on the task at hand and sometimes the discipline will actually carry you through the fact that you're making a decision a choice will carry you forward to doing the steps that you need to do sometimes that will produce the motivation once you get going but you it's almost like you're having to tell yourself get going and there's going to be there's going to be times when you don't feel the motivation and i i hate to break it to you but that's part of reality when we're when we're doing this when we're doing this thing this dream we have called software development building spring boot applications there are lots of exciting moments we get to try out some of the new features we get to pick up new stuff we get to see stuff patched that was broken and we get to take advantage of it those are cool opportunities but there's also days where I need to go check the continuous integration server i need to go check jenkins or circle ci i need to go there and i got to do some gut level work i got to do some bare bone stuff that's not that exciting but this other team is counting on me to get this task done and i'm going to get it done and there's times when that kind of toil that kind of labor that you signed up for when you carry it out and it makes somebody else it empowers somebody else to do their job that that's when you get the satisfaction you carry out this toil this labor you finish the task and it empowers somebody else and that's when your reward comes when you feel hey that was tough i didn't have the motivation but i committed to it i got it done and somebody else is reaping the benefits that's a cool reward to get now to be a remote engineer is frankly boring it is sometimes boring okay I just talked about having to go to Jenkins and fiddle with the CI system. Uh, There was a time we needed to do a migration with the Spring Data System. We wanted to ensure that our CI servers could, could do the releases. And so that was one of my strengths, one of my talents is I have a long history of working with server side stuff, fiddling with scripts. I made it where we could have the CI servers run our release tools. And that took me 200 commits of effort. Sometimes the stuff you have to test is difficult. I'd like to test it locally on my machine, but hey, I'm gonna make a change. I'm gonna push it to change management and I'm gonna watch Jenkins build it. And I'm gonna see what breaks then. Sometimes the thing breaks five times in a row at the exact same place. So it means my change didn't do anything. Sometimes it moves it forward. It breaks somewhere else. Took me 200 commits to figure that out. That was boring. You know what? 200 commits later, I got it working. And you know what? Everybody on the team celebrated. They liked it because they were tired of doing it by hand. We got it into the CI system, Jenkins did the releases, everybody celebrated, it helped the whole team. That was cool. Sometimes being a remote engineer means you get up, you have your breakfast, drink your coffee, have your tea, go to your desk, check your work emails, catch up on stuff like that. In fact, I have a video you can check on this channel called A day in the life of a Spring developer, we can get a hint of that. Sometimes the steps seem like, hmm, isn't this what I was doing yesterday? Maybe so. And so sometimes that can feel boring because not everything is a glamorous demo. It's cool to get up and go to a Java user group session and show Spring Boot to somebody that's never seen it before. Show them kind of how quick and flashy it is. But not every daily task is like that. Not everything we do every day is gonna be that. And you know what? If every day was like that, That would be way too much for me the fact that there's a certain amount of consistent boringness to being a remote engineer it's fine by me i like having those moments where i'm either going to be in a zoom chat with somebody i haven't chatted with for a month and we get to catch up on something i get to tap into my knowledge to share something with somebody else on a live stream Uh, maybe I, i go to a conference and i have a chance to communicate with somebody else about something those are neat opportunities but i can't do that every day so i kind of enjoy those consistent, boring moments. But this is where being a remote engineer can also be exciting. There's times when I get to sit down and and head down, I'm coding a critical feature. I am trying to get these components to work together. I'm trying to figure out how to, well, I, I need this to talk to that, but that hasn't happened before, but I, I figure out the right strategy interface to slide in there and suddenly click, it works. And it's cool. And you know, at my old job, I feel like by the, the 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 amount of time, sometimes that takes me two hours of effort to do that trick, to, to, to pull the systems together, and I feel like the amount of times people would have ducked into my office or interrupted me in the hallway while I was coming back from the coffee room, I feel like that would have interrupted me from getting to some of those exciting moments. and. I relish those opportunities when I can go heads down and code something and work with the really cool technology. I enjoy those opportunities when I've been able to speak to remote events. I've dialed into events around the world to give presentations on Spring Hadios, on Spring Data JPA, on Spring Boot. I've been invited to come speak at small time local conferences. It was an opportunity that was nearby and I could go to it. When you're a remote engineer, you have chances to go to the local stuff there. Maybe you want to look into what's nearby. Is the is there a university nearby that you could be speaking to? Have you taken up residence near the place that you studied at the university? Because there's your chance to go back to where you first got started and give presentations there. Maybe you have connections with the one of the professors. Maybe you're in a bootstrap program and the instructors there. You've built a rapport. You can reach back to them. Those are these exciting opportunities that you have. And in this day and age, more than ever, whether you can go in physically or through zoom chats or webinars, you have opportunities that we never had before. And that is exciting. And part of this leads to my next thing to say that to be a remote engineer is to be flexible. There were times when I would take my whole family down to Florida for a month. We used to own a a townhome down there. So we'd actually in the summertime, We'd load up the kids we'd go down there for a month we had friends down there we'd hang out with after hours but during the daytime i could sit there and work in the kitchen space i didn't have a dedicated carved out coding area but i could work at the dining table or go up to the bedroom we had opportunities because one thing is if you're going to be a coder a software developer you need a laptop you need some kind of headset maybe earbuds check the link if you want a link to some apple AirPods that are really really awesome for this and you need an internet connection. And what's, what's really amazing is just about anywhere you can go, you can get that. You might even be able to use your phone for a hotspot to do that. The opportunities are incredible to be flexible. My most uh, amazing flexible coding opportunity was, we went to Walt Disney World that day and I had to do a little extra work. So I sat there and wrote code inside a park at Disney World. That's crazy. Now, I'm not telling you to be remote engineers to go all the way to Disney World just to do work. That's ridiculous. The rest of the time we took off. Okay, so I was on PTO, but I had a a critical task I needed to complete. I did it at Disney World. Being flexible is meaning on your terms. It doesn't mean your manager gets to call you up at any hour of any day, whether or not you're on PTO and say, go do this task for me. That's not flexibility. That's, that's a lack of boundaries, okay? Learn what the difference is. If you're working on a team where your manager's calling you after hours, asking you to do stuff that's all the time, that's an issue. I really relish the fact my manager the only time he contacts me after hours if something's going down in flames. And we have strived very hard to build up our system such that we don't have anything going down in flames like that. All this stuff about how boring, exciting, flexible all this is, it may be a hint that uh, being a remote engineer may not be for you. I can go co- I can go write code on the, the deck behind our house, enjoy the great outdoors while I write code. Sometimes on this channel I've actually live streamed from that location. So if you check the if you check the live streams on this channel, you'll discover that kind of stuff. But it may not be for you because part of part of being a remote engineer is essentially means you're working at home. You're most likely to be working at home as a remote engineer. There are co-op spaces you can go to. You can pay, you can either go to a coffee shop, but you can't go to a coffee shop every day. It becomes too costly because you have to buy coffee. You have to pay for it. There's there's uh co-op facilities where you can pay a certain subscription fee and you can go there and there's other people there but they're not your teammates you're still in a sense working remotely and some of my other colleagues have done more of this than i have but that may not be for you working at home all the time may not be for you you know i have a former teammate who used to be here really brilliant person that uh, understood the ins and outs of java way better than i did I know how to write Java code. This person understood what was going on inside the Java compiler and the parser and the lexer and incredibly detailed stuff. But this is a person that was very, much more extroverted than me. This is a person that needed more human contact than I do. I tend to be introverted. So the idea of going up to my office to work on code gets me excited. This person tried co-op workspaces where there are other humans, it wasn't enough. This is It may be that you need human contact every day you need human contact in order to do your job and that's okay that's who you are that's totally fine and if that's for you then maybe being a remote engineer is just not what you need it's not it's not the calling for you but if it's not if 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 the if the daily human contact isn't as critical for you if you're more like me more introverted then this may be exactly the thing for you this video is sponsored by learning spring boot 3.0 third edition Do you want to build a Java app without wasting time? Do you need to create a web layer backed by a powerful yet intuitive data layer? And do you want to protect your users with the most up-to-date and widely used security tools? Learning Spring Boot 3.0 3rd Edition will show you the way. And to top things off, it even includes how to deploy and maintain your application in production. Check it out at springbootlearning.com book and pre-order your copy today. To be a remote engineer means accepting you for you. So after coding for two to four hours on a task, even if you're not done, even if you're not finished, because in fact, that'll be the case a lot of times. A lot of times it takes more than one round of coding to, to come to the solution. You may need to stop and just go watch some YouTube videos for 30 minutes, or maybe you need to step away from your desk and just go down and stream a show on your TV or or go read for thirty minutes, or go outside and walk the dog, something like that. It's okay to do that because the the faster you realize, hey, I need to, I need to, I need to step away from this. I need to take a break. It's fine. There's other techniques you can go look into. One's called the Pomodoro method. The Pomodoro method says you work for twenty five minutes and then you take a five minute break. It's a it's a tactic to focus on something and then take a break. These breaks are important. In fact, I've talked with other other spring leaders. One of them, in fact, was Russ Miles, and he's he stated on more than one occasion, it's more important than ever to go take that break. When you take the break is something you need to discover. You need to experiment and find out what is most effective for you. There's no There's no guilt to feel over. I need to just go watch a mindless YouTube video. Not everything you go to has to be instructional. Maybe I do wanna go watch Dan Vega's channel to watch some exciting new feature about spring. Or maybe I'm just gonna go watch the latest Mr. Beast video. Go take a break that works for you. That's fine. One out of five days, I am gonna go to that coffee shop. I wanna go hang, I wanna go there. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get a latte. I'm gonna get an extra espresso shot in it. I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna write code at the shop. I've talked about how you need to have a coding space You need to have a dedicated environment to go and work at. And I mean that, but accepting you for, for you means, Hey, I need a little, I need to mix it up. On occasion, I am going to sit at the dining table and do the coding. I am going to have my second cup of coffee on the front porch while I sift through Slack messages. These are options you can take and it's fine if that's what you want to do. And you can tell your teammates that you can communicate and say, well, today I'm, I'm, I'm trying something different. I'm, I'm sitting down at the dining table (laughs) or you don't have to share that at all but to do any of this stuff to be a remote engineer you do need to hone those skills we can talk about all the forms of communication that we need the breaks we need to take all the stuff we need for self-care but at the end of the day our superiors are counting on us to write the code you need to be honing the skills whether it's reading books reading blog articles watching those technical youtube videos you need to build the technical skills sometimes you need to carve out time to experiment with technology Uh-oh. there's times i needed to go i needed to pause what i was working on and go check out how well does spring data jpa work with graal vm i mean how well do these other tools work together what happens if i mix this and that what does it take to to use spring data jpa with spring security you know this kind of stuff this isn't the problem you're having to double check or to understand or to grok or to comprehend but Just swap out what I'm saying with what you need to check out. You need to always be building those tech skills. Sometimes you're applying the skills, sometimes you're building the skills. There needs to be a combination of both because I can promise you the skills you first built in your university or bootstrap program, that's like beginner skills. That's how to get started. You then need to grow them. You need to invest a certain amount of time into expanding your skill set. But one of the skills that we sometimes fall short of and maybe this is even more of a problem with remote engineering is we need to learn how to over communicate. I would say we need to learn how to communicate, but I think we all have a tendency to say, well, I know how to communicate. I can talk to people. I can type messages in instant messenger, whatever that is, Slack. So I'm trying to focus on over communicating. I've heard numbers like 80% of communication between humans is nonverbal. When you're writing comments into a Slack channel, they may not catch all the nuance you're saying. So you may have to add more words to compensate. You may need to communicate. I can post something like, uh, I'm working on this release for Spring Web Services. That that may sound like, okay, or it sounds like you're almost done then, right? When what you're really saying is, I'm working on the release for Spring Web Services and this one issue is dragging me down. I haven't fixed this issue and I'm not sure where the answer is. It may take me three more days to solve it. That's something not mentioned in the first message. This is where if you're on a remote team, you need to communicate this you need to make clear what you're doing with what, what you're working at where you're struggling and this is also challenging because we have, we humans have a tendency to not want to be too vulnerable with that. In, re- in remote team configuration, you need to share this kind of stuff. You need to be able to say, I'm working on this and this is kind of challenging. I need to experiment with this. Cause sometimes you, you can get feedback if somebody else can say, well, that sounds like this other issue I had and people may bring you help. And there can be times when, look, I just need to, I need to put heads down. I'm going to spend an hour at this and try to see if I can break through and then come back for help, or it may be, well, I've been at this for three days. Does anyone have tips? I'm not quite sure what to do. You may feel challenged to try to say that, like I, I'm, I'm stuck here. Maybe you feel like you're you're admitting that you're weak somehow, or you're not you're not effective. That's not what's happening. What you're just signaling is that, hey, this is this is a corner that I I don't seem to see the path out of. And other your other teammates, if you're on a good solid supportive team, hopefully your teammates will be supportive. They will be ready to help you should that be the case. And so one of the things that you start to develop and grow in being a remote engineer is being able to reach out for help. I've been on other teams where people didn't reach out for help and they went too far down the path of I'm going to figure this out all by myself and they ended up writing some relatively horrible code because they never got feedback from fellow developers that maybe had some more expertise. That's kind of a drastic example, but my point is... We need to over communicate with teammates. We need to try to make sure they can understand the context that we're in. And it's not just about coding endeavors. It's we need to be able to communicate of, Hey, I have a doctor's appointment this afternoon. So I'm going to be out. Your team can have different levels of, you know, you don't need to tell us you're on a doctor's appointment. Just say, you know, I'm going to be away from my desk for two hours this afternoon. You know, I have an appointment. In a week this is where having something like a shared calendar a team google calendar is handy where everybody can post when they're going to be out of office this is part of the over communication that helps build a well-running team now all this over communication isn't possible unless as a remote engineer you strive to build positive relationships with your teammates what do i mean by that that sounds kind of wordy and it means you need to reach out to your teammates and be supportive of them If somebody's having trouble, ask them if they need help. You don't have to jump in and immediately start helping. You can ask them, do you need some help? Let's assume the best about our fellow teammates and not assume the worst, okay? I want to cultivate that because when I communicate stuff, if I signal, hey, I need to take tomorrow off. Today beat me, I take tomorrow off. I've just got to get away from that. I want my teammates to extend the same courtesy to me. And that's what it means to build positive relationships with your teammates. You need to invest the benefit of the doubt in others so that they will then give it to you. You need to start with, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume the worst. I'm going to grant the benefit of the doubt when, when at all possible. I'm not going to assume any of my teammates are being malicious at all. Instead, I'm going to try my best to be supportive. And in my opinion, in my 25-year experience, people are much more positive and they're willing to come to your aid when you first come to their aid. This was something especially critical during we had lockdowns during covid19 i i have three kids so during the lockdowns i had the kids here my wife here so normally a house that would have two people in it while everyone's at school instead had everybody here people having to go to remote into classrooms that kind of stuff very taxing on a family and and all that time as as taxing as that was i still tried to understand hey The person I'm chatting with on the other side of this Slack channel is in the same boat as me. They're trying to do a job. They're trying to complete a task. Let me extend as much courage and compassion as I can through this format. That's what it means to be a remote engineer. It means to be gracious and compassionate to your fellow teammates with the limited bites that we can transmit through the communication channels. And at the idea of working with a set of teammates that have that kind of grace and compassion for you sounds really appealing, people that will try to have your back, try to support you in these tough situations, then maybe being a remote engineer is exactly what you need. Maybe being a remote engineer is everything you wanted in the ability to write code, use cutting edge technology, and have an actual solid top-notch team That's not based upon where they're located, but instead, who has come and answered the calling to be on the team that you're getting on. That's what makes it all worth it. Now, I want to thank you for joining this episode of the podcast. If you can visit your favorite podcasting platform, please give us a review. This episode of the podcast is over, but your code writing journey continues. Visit springbootlearning.com and find links and resources to help you write better apps.